Let me get started. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Chapter 2. And it says, and again he entered into Capernaum, talking about Jesus, after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come near unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when it had broken up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Now, here's the key verse. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven. The, I'm going to stop right there because I don't have time to really go deeper than that. But here's, this, here's what's happening. Let me pray. Precious Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We pray and thank you for your grace and your mercy you, and your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for comforting us when we, yes. when we need it, Father God. We thank you for correcting us when we need it. We yes. thank you for being a good father to us, Father God. Amen. When we weren't good children, you were still a good God. And we just want to say thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Jesus went into Capernaum. You heard me say Capernaum. That was a city. That was a city where Jesus did most of his miracles. That was a city, basically what we would call his headquarters. Okay. We would call this headquarters. Now, how many know when DeBartlow was running the 49ers, Boardman would have been known as his headquarters. Okay. So, so Jesus did a lot of miracles in, in, in Capernaum. Matter of fact, Jesus did so many miracles in Capernaum. It was said in, in Matthew 11 that if Sodom and Gomorrah, now think about Sodom and Gomorrah, as evil and corrupt a city that there ever was, Jesus said if Sodom and Gomorrah would have heard the message of Jesus Christ and seen the miracles, they would still be here today. Okay, so he did a lot of work in Capernaum, but I'm I'm going to keep going because I want to talk about these four friends that was carrying a loved one. Now, they had came to hear Jesus preach and they knew that Jesus was performing miracles. How many in here, how many here have loved ones that that are sick or or ever had loved ones that are sick? Now, most of you, I don't know if all of you guys know me. I work for hospice. I'm a hospice chaplain. And and, and this year alone, I've probably done 50 funerals. I've buried so many people in the last year, almost 300 because of COVID and everything. And and, 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 if, and if those families that I've ministered to and, and prayed with knew that Jesus was in town and able to heal, they would have took their loved ones to see him. Okay? Okay? Jesus had the gift, the power, not the gift, the power to heal. And he was healing people. And these four friends knew that. And, and they were trying to get their loved one to Jesus. And when they got him there, I don't know how big he was, but they carried him on a cot, four, four on each corner. And they put him on that cot. I don't know how far they had to travel. I don't know that. But they got there. And they couldn't get in because people was blocking the doors. And they tried to get him through the windows and people was blocking the windows. So they did what? They climbed up on the roof. And as I'm sitting here preaching, they opened a hole in front of Jesus and lowered their loved one down in front of Jesus to be healed. And Jesus did not rebuke him. No one said anything about the hole being in the roof. Okay. Here's what Jesus had to say about the situation. And I want to talk about it. And I'm going to let y'all go. It says, 
And when Jesus saw their faith, verse number five of Mark two, he said unto the sick of the palsy, he didn't say anything to the friends. He saw their faith, but he said to the sick of the palsy, son, how about that? Thy sins be forgiven. Let me say this. Some of us in here sick. I hear coughing over there. See there, some of us in here sick have been, I got some issues. But before we can ask God to deal with our issues, we need to ask God to forgive us of our sins. I know that makes sense. And that ought to be a constant. Because we got some folks that, 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 that we may, may have done things to. Let me put it like this. We, we've done things to. We got some sins in our lives that, that, that maybe, maybe your best friend don't know. Maybe these four guys carrying this guy didn't know the burden he was under. It wasn't just the palsy. And the palsy would be like per, being paralyzed. Anybody ever known what it means to be paralyzed? You hear people who have been shot and you see them in the little chairs and, and the little carts. They've been paralyzed from the neck down, the waist down. You can be paralyzed on one side or the other. You can have strokes and different things. But before this man, before this man was healed and Jesus healed him, he forgave his sins. Amen. Okay? That great verse. That great, that great verse in the Bible, John 3.16, is all about God forgiving our sins. He came to die to forgive our sins. You know, we can't leave out of this room without our sins being forgiven. And, 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 and that's a really a daily thing. But Bible, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have Everlasting life. Okay? Part of part of part of believing in the Lord is believing that our sins have been forgiven. Okay? My sins have been forgiven. And I'm talking about the ones out there on the day. Okay? I don't want nobody to think, you know, well the preacher, you know, he ain't sinned in a month. I don't sin sin today. Okay. That's the more sinning to do today. I ain't done. I'm in this flesh. I'm in this flesh. How many, how many know what I'm saying? I'm in this flesh. Amen. This flesh ain't giving you no breaks. Nope. Right? Amen. It ain't giving, your flesh is not going to wake up and say, you know what? I don't know anybody's names in here. I'm just going to say Carla. <coughs> Carla, for the next 10 days, I'm not going to bother you at all. I'm just going to let you alone, okay? Let me tell you something. Carla, right? Your flesh ain't going to leave you. You don't break. You know why? It's the flesh. And it has it has one goal. To kill. No. See, I almost got it wrong. I got corrected. See, I don't have a problem. One of my, one of my ministers corrected me the other day because I said to kill, still and destroy. He said, no, Reverend. It's still kill and destroy. That's all the flesh want to do. And all of us have faced them. And we still got to face them some more. So Jesus, Jesus, Jesus forgave this man's sins. But he said something that I thought was fascinating. He said he saw their faith. And, 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 and what is faith? That, that, see, 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 what is faith? Okay. It's believing what, it's believing what you haven't even seen. It's knowing, it's knowing that the God that you serve is able to do what you cannot even fathom doing. 
It's, it's David. It's David facing Goliath. Now, when David came up there and Goliath was shouting out to the Israelites and he was telling them, come, come down here and fight me. And, and, and the Israelite army was standing there listening to this man. And David was just coming up there to bring some food to his brothers. And David heard him. See, David heard him. And, and, and David said, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine talking about? Because he was mocking the God of Israel. And, and, and David said, I'm going down there. Goliath's size didn't have nothing to do with David's faith in God. Okay? They had nothing to do with it. See, too many times we keep focused on the giant and take our eyes off God. Now, I heard somebody talking to him before I came in when Peter walked on water. Okay? And, and when he took his eyes off God, what happened? Okay? See, see what we have to do as people of God, keep our eyes on God. It's going to get rough. You're going to have some adversity. You're going to have some trials. But we got to stay focused on God. David didn't care nothing about the giant. All he knew is that God was bigger than any giant. And we know that's true. I don't know how big them stones was. David had five small stones. That wouldn't be no match for a giant. If a giant came in this room and, and somebody said, who going to jump on him? I said, well, I got five small stones. Who, who, would, who would think? Okay. When God told Noah, when God told Noah, he said, Noah, I need you to build an ark. You hear nothing in the Bible about Noah saying, why we need an ark? It ain't never even rained before. You know what Noah, Noah started doing? Building that ark. Build that ark. When God came to Mary and said, Mary, we're going to have a baby. He said, Mary, we're going to have a baby. Mary was a virgin. Hey, probably, most likely probably have never even kissed a man. Mary not once said, Nothing but, how are we going to do this? Let's do it. Amen. That's it. That's faith. So you have circumstances you may be facing, and, and, you, and you look at your circumstances, keep your eyes on God. Say, God, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So, so he saw their faith. You know, you know what else he saw? And you guys got to have this. You guys got to have this. Now, I, I say this. I hope you all take this right I'm the most compassionate. People, people say, man, you're a hardcore minister. You, you preach that hard. You preach hard. I, say, I tell people, I'm the most compassionate preacher in Youngstown, Ohio, by far. You know why? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay? And I'm not preaching for money. Mick don't pay me nothing to come down here and preach. And I, I would come down here every day because I got something that y'all need. All right? It's the truth. It's the truth. And, and when Jesus saw these four friends, they was trying to get their loved one to Jesus. You know what he saw? He saw compassion. He saw compassion. He saw, he saw, their, he saw these four friends getting their loved ones to Jesus. That, there's nothing, that's the most compassionate thing you can do is tell somebody about Jesus. Not to, not to be critical of their situation, not to pass judgment, not to say hurtful words. You know, like I told you about the situation this morning. Oh, I was going to tell the guy, hey, look, man, you really need to tone it down because there's some brothers that will come in here and tear up Planet Fitness, okay? That's all I was trying to tell him because I've seen it. 31 years in prison, these dudes, I see them in the gym. 
they come up to me and say, hey, Sergeant Neal, what's up? I know they crazy. And all I was trying to tell the brother was, look, man, you can't talk to everybody like that. They would come in here and tear this place up. He didn't want to hear it. Start hollering at me. I was being compassionate. They saw compassion. Let me let me give you a verse. I I I, I like to get Bible verses. I get I get carried away. That's why I say I get carried away. All right. Listen, listen what God says, and this is what David says. David was the most compassionate of all the kings of Israel. He was a compassionate man. David, King David was compassionate man. Watch, watch what he says about God. In, in Psalms 86, 15, he says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious and long-suffering and plenteous and in, in mercy and truth. Let me tell y'all something. I was just talking about my dad. He wasn't perfect, okay, especially when he started drinking, all right? But I loved him, Amen. and he was my dad. And he was full of compassion and he was full of mercy and grace. And, and, and guess what? If Jesus is our father and if we say Jesus is our father and if we are born again, we are saved. Guess whose DNA we get? We get God's DNA. DNA. We get God's DNA. And you can't tell me that you have God's DNA without being full of compassion. You can't have God's DNA and tell me you're not full of faith. Watch this. Watch this. Any, anybody remember the story of the Good Samaritan? Mm -hmm. The Good Samaritan, the Good Samaritan was walking down the street and, and, and there was a guy laying dead in the street. And a Levite, which was a preacher, walked by and another preacher walked by. But watch what the Bible says about this Samaritan. He says, he says, but when, a, but when the Samaritan came to where he was, he had compassion on him. Now take that to mean two things. You can't have compassion on someone if you don't have compassion on you. Okay? I mean, you got to be carrying around compassion. You got to be looking for opportunities to be compassionate. Okay? I, I mean, you got to practice that. You can't have compassion on somebody if you don't, if you're not, you got to say, well, let me go home and get it. You got to have it on you all the time. Amen. You do. You see somebody on the side of the road, oh, I ain't got my compassion on me. No, that's something that you, come on, man. Amen. That's something you got to have on you all the time. Because, listen, situations come up, and they come up quick, okay? And sometimes that compassion will get you out of some mess. Okay, so so Paul writing now, here's Paul. Here's Paul. Paul was an evil man. Before Paul got saved, Paul was an evil man. He was a wicked man. He was a killer of Christians. He hated Jesus Christ and he hated anybody to follow Jesus Christ. Now, watch what he writes after he'd been converted. Paul says this in Colossians 3, 12. He said, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, as the people of God, put it on, put this on, holy and beloved. That's what he's calling us. The bowels of mercy kindness, humbleness of mind and meekness and long suffering. Put it on. Amen. Put it on. When you wake up in the morning, I don't know how, how y'all do it. Everybody wake up in the morning different. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do, I need to get me a cup of coffee going, get the coffee pot going and I set it and I like to brew and I go downstairs, do my thing and I come up, get me a cup of coffee. 
you know what? But while I'm down there doing my thing, I put on that compassion. I put on that love. I put on I put on that long suffering because I know when I step out, Satan recognize you. Y'all walk out of here today. Y'all been under the word of God. Y'all been under the power of God. Y'all been in the presence of God. Not in the presence of me. Y'all been in the presence of God. Guess what, Satan? Yeah. Okay. He knows. And 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 he wanna he wanna get you out of your hookup. He wants somebody to say, look at them, you know, you know, they, they just left church and now they already acting a fool. See, that's how say he want to do. He's a accuser of the brethren. Let me let me let me let me show you something something else they saw. I, I could go on and on, but here here is here is something that that uh here's here's a trait that I that I just absolutely adore. Outside of being compassionate, you have to have this. Here's what Jesus saw. He saw compassion. He saw faith. He saw determination. He saw determination. I, I, I asked a question. And I'm, I'm one of them determined type dudes, okay? I'm just, like, if I put my mind to it, God say do this, I, I, I want to be good at it. Okay, I really want to. I work hard at being good at whatever God called me to do. Okay, so 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 God saw these four brothers carrying this man on the cot. What did he see? They went. You know what's the easiest thing to do? You know what's the easiest thing to do? Quit. That's the easiest thing to do in life is just to quit and give up. Okay. And these four friends, I don't know how long they carried this man. I don't know how big he was. He could have been my size on a cot. And they, they didn't carry him in there. They couldn't get through the windows, couldn't get through the door. You know, a lot of folks would have just said, you know, forget it. We'll just wait. No, 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 no. They had some determination that was out of this world. Because they carried this man up on the roof. And, and, and they, they didn't have no hammers and no knives and shovels. They had to dig through that roof with their hands. And in, the, and in that culture, that roof would have been hard, dry mud. So, so most likely their hands would have been all cut up. But they was determined. I, I, I guess the question I'll ask is, are, are we that determined? Okay. Jesus saw their determination to get their loved ones to the Lord. Watch this verse. God wanted everybody in here to say, God, God did not make hell for people. He made hell for the devil and his angels. Okay? He wants all of us to know him as Lord and Savior and to spend all eternity in heaven with him. He wants all of us singing. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. Amen. When we all sing Jesus, Amen. we'll shout and sing the victory. The Lord, 2 Peter 3, 9, watch this. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. What's his promise? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That as, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Has God been long-suffering with you? <laughs> I know he's been long-suffering with me. Has God been long-suffering with let me, let me let me Let me tell you what that word long-suffering. Has God been patient with you? I know he has because you're still here. Amen. Okay? So I, I, I think Marvin Sapp saying this song. I'm still standing. After what? 
all I've been through. You still here. You still have another opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to, 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 to save you and to be with you and to forgive you of your sin. He's been long-suffering. He's been long-suffering toward us. This is Peter writing. Remember Peter? Cussing Peter. Denied the Lord three times, Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter had a whole lot of things going on, but now we see Peter in a whole different light. And he's writing, he don't want nobody to go to hell. Watch this. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Every preacher to come down here ought to be preaching the gospel. Amen. This is this is such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I'd rather come down here and preach than preach at, at Joe Osteen's forty thousand member church. Okay. They up there all walk out on me in about ten minutes. But that's not the issue. How determined are you? How determined are you? How determined are you? Are you really to work? Are you really to, are you ready to get down and work? And, and and the work I'm talking about is not working with our own strength. Okay. You gotta to do God things, you gotta do it with what? God's strength. Okay? And you have to ask God, and I'm about to pray. You have to ask God to give you strength to do something supernatural. God, God, that's he's still that kind of God. And, and, and truth be told, we're going to need God to do something supernatural. How many here need God to do something supernatural in their life? See, he's still doing that. How do I know? Because he's done it for me. Okay? He's done it for me. One of the things I used to tell them, brothers, they used to come out to the prison all the time. And, and, and some officers would just come out there and they just come out there and just want to mess with people. Just want to harass people. And I would tell them, i say, listen, these guys are locked up. They're punished. They're being punished. Their punishment is they locked up. And, and they would mess with them. And, 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 and I would tell them, i say, listen, let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the grace of God, and every officer would just get quiet when I would teach this. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd be locked up. Amen. Okay? Yeah. And they would all get quiet. And they'd leave folk alone for a little while. Okay? And, 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 and I used to have a lady used to sing this song. She said, have, were it not for grace. Amen. Word not for grace. I mean, I, I, I say stuff. I, I talk like everybody understands what I'm saying. But grace, grace is God's favor. Grace is God's favor. Nothing you deserve. Not, nothing you work for. You know, God ain't saving you because you. he looked out and said, well, he's doing good. Or he, I'm going to save him because he's a good guy or she's a good girl. No, God saves us by his grace. Paul says, well, by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. So, so if we're going to be better for God, we got to say, God, show me and give me that grace that that preacher talking about. Give me that grace. Show me your grace. Show me your love. Show me your compassion. Show me your mercy. He's all that. Amen. He's all that. He's a good God. He's a good God. Let's pray. Precious Lord, we want to say thank you today. Amen. Thank you for this half an hour, Father God, which was just wonderful because we talked about the beauty and the wonder of you. You are a good God. You are a gracious God. You are a faithful God. And Father God, there's folks in here that need you. They need to see you 
up close and personal. They need to know your power and to know your love. Father God, I pray right now that you would just that you would just show up in a mighty way in somebody's life, Father God. Amen. And then when you show up, Father God, let that person realize that it was not because of anything they've done. It was just because your grace and your kindness and your beauty. Amen. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Father God, we pray for our pastor also in Jesus' name.